What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Figures of Sport podcast. You're here with Brandon and Satchel. And uh, we've got yet another one here for you guys today. Uh, today's going to be some NBA talk. Uh, we have not talked the NBA um, really since the NBA draft. But before we get started there, there's one thing that we have to mention um, for our baseball fans who are listening in on this episode. Uh, Trevor Bauer did sign, um, but it was it was not with who we expected. Uh, he ended up signing a three-year with multiple opt-outs of that deal, uh, a three-year deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers um, for $102 million. He's going to be making $40 million in this first season in 2021 and $45 million if he remains with the team in 2022. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, it's just, I mean, the rich got richer there with that deal. Uh, the Dodgers already have a pretty stacked uh, rotation, and obviously Ed and Cy Young is uh, definitely going to help that out a little more. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I just think the Dodgers are still, even with that, like with that move, I mean, I just don't, I don't, I don't really see anybody in the National League getting past them. Um, yeah. I, I still think it's between them and the Padres. Yeah, that's but, true. That's true. Um, it's just, dude, they got so many arms is like. Thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's man. Honestly, I think that was the biggest curveball of the offseason, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like with with George Springer, you could kind of see it coming. Yeah. Um, him leaving, maybe not to Toronto, but Toronto has a team that just tasted the playoffs, and they're probably in that uh, opportunity where they see, especially when they see a weakened New York Yankees yeah. team. I think that they can definitely think oh, that yeah. they can contend. So then that's why they went out and got George Springer. So yeah. um, that makes sense. I think the Liam Hendricks deal, because obviously he was the biggest free agent relief pitcher, that was a big deal for the oh. Sox. And that was something you could kind of see coming um, because their closer was also a free agent. Um, you know, other big names, DJ LeMahieu, you kind of expected him to resign. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real Muto, you expected him to resign. But Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers is probably the last thing I thought. I remember seeing a month ago or so a notification saying that the Dodgers were monitoring the situation mm-hmm. with Bauer, but the Dodgers monitor situations with everybody. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a somewhat good baseball player, the Dodgers already have their eye on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so That's true. Uh, you know, They're like the new Yankees, really. I they, mean, they get. I mean, look at that. Just look at the. All you have to do is look at the roster, plus all the young. Young talent they have. I mean, that LA money is different, baby. Yeah, it is. That LA money is very different. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, that's that's uh, we'll get more into that. Um, we'll be covering a little bit more baseball closer to spring training, seeing if there's any last minute additions or things of that sort. But today's NBA talk. So, um, one of the biggest deals that's happened since we've been away, uh, has been the James Harden to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of questions behind this trade because they were forced to include Jared Allen in this deal. Uh, Supposedly there has been rumors that Sean Marks uh, did everything he could to keep Jared Allen, but um, that was really the only way that that deal was going to get done. Um, Their, their best defender, their best interior defender. Remember we cannot be relying on Kevin Durant coming off of a, um, a year long absence from NBA basketball, um, after tearing an Achilles to be the anchor of your defense and then still expect him to go score 30 points uh, each and every game. So um, we've seen we've, we've seen a few 
weeks of games between the Nets. Um, <clears throat> you know, we've seen all, all the combinations already. We've seen Kyrie and KD. We've seen um, KD and, and Harden. You've seen Hi Kyrie and Harden. You've seen all three of them together. Uh, what do you think of this trade? How How is this so far benefiting the Nets? I mean, they've struggled. They have. They've they have. struggled, but they, they've showed up big in, in the big games. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. what matters. But what are your thoughts on this trade and really kind of how this positions themselves right yeah now. well i mean i think it's kind of i mean what that what that deal with that what that trade means for brooklyn is that they they want to win a championship right now and i think anything less would be kind of a uh you know kind of like a failure of a season so it's just it's just crazy to me that like Kyrie, katie and harden are on the same team um it's just something that we've kind of seen recently in the nba you know with superstars joining other superstars and uh yeah i mean brooklyn Brooklyn's scary, and I think I think on paper they're the best team in the NBA. Uh, just kind of, it's, it's going to be interesting to see you know how they play together because I mean all those guys are used to, like they all score. I mean that's yeah. that's their job. Their job is to score. But we've seen Harden kind of Harden's been getting his assist numbers up, and he's kind of been playing. You know, you know he's kind of been showing showing off like all his all his skill set rather than yeah. just you know hooking hooking up threes and. It uh it reminds me back of Harden when he uh was kind of in point guard mode. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, back in he's Houston. He's in point guard mode um, right now for sure. You know, I think with this team, he's he's chucking up less shots too. Mm -hmm. He's definitely taking less shots and we're kind of seeing Harden do all of the little things that that team needs right now. Yeah. I mean, he's he's playing I don't know if you watched the Clippers Nets game last week uh or earlier this week, I believe it was. Yeah. Um when Kawhi was trying to back down Harden in the post, he couldn't move him. Yeah. You know, he could not move him. So, I mean, Harden's out here playing, like, strong defense on Kawhi Leonard, um, who's, you know, in the mid-range, in that post-game area. I mean, Kawhi is one of the best in the game. Um, you know, and Harden kind of stood his ground. So, I think that right now we're actually, in my personal opinion, I think that by the time the playoffs get here, we are going to be seeing the best version of Harden that we've ever seen. Yeah. And, and I think that because, I mean – Obviously, they know that they don't have interior defenders. So the guys on the perimeter need to step it up. And you're asking guys like Kyrie and James Harden, who have, um, you know, historically been, you know, not the best defenders on the perimeter. Yeah. And, you know, I think that because they have that lack of interior defense, you're going to need them to step up defensively. Um, and I think that really can kind of even help get them in the game, you know. So I, I think by the end of the season, we're going to see a, the ultimate version of Harden, you know, um, I, I just think that his all-around game is going to be better than it ever has been with Houston. Um, I, I just think that this James Harden that we're going to see a more efficient, a more, uh, you know, basketball savvy James Harden, in my opinion. Um, he's going to be taking less shots. You know, we're not going to see him chucking up thirty shots, forty shots a game. I mean, unless it's going that way for him that night, and and. That's the problem with the Nets. They have three players you can get that going any night. But mm -hmm. Harden's going to cut down on the volume of shooting. He's going to be more efficient. He's going to pass the ball. One thing Harden needs to do is is take better care of the ball. His turnovers, um, I feel like they happen too frequently. Mm -hmm. But and that's something that can bite this team um, in the back. But you know we'll we'll have to see kind of how they progress. I, like I said, it's only been a few weeks. Then. Not to mention the consistent time they've missed with Kyrie um, being out some games and 
KD now being out. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of moves me to the next topic. If you saw yesterday's game, uh, Durant was pulled in the middle of the game. First of all, he couldn't start the game because of uh, contact tracing or mm-hmm. some health and safety protocol issues. But he was allowed to come in at a later time. Mm-hmm. Uh, then ended up leaving the game in the third quarter once again and was unable to return. And now he won't be able to uh, return to the Nets and play basketball with them for another week because yes. of contact tracing. What are your thoughts there? I mean, just the whole situation was kind of weird with that. Uh, I mean, I guess he was with like a team supervisor uh, or like a staff member of the team. And he went uh, like from like from his house to the practice facility then back to his house or something like that. And he was like in a car with this guy that had tested positive for COVID and they weren't wearing masks and stuff like that. And I think, you know, once that, once that uh, information kind of came out to the public, I think, uh, you know, they thought it was best to pull KD out of that game. I mean, just a weird situation. Cause KD also, he tested negative like multiple he times. He did. He tested negative. He, um, I don't know if you saw his tweet after the game talking about. Yeah. Free. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, it's just, I mean, I, it, I don't know. It's just, uh, I mean, you have to take like, you know, these, you got to take these. Uh, I mean, these if, things seriously. If we want to play but, sports, I mean, this is the protocol that yeah, we have to go through. Yeah, that's what you're gonna have to exactly. You know, it sucks, and you know, we are not allowed to live a normal life, and I think that the players are frustrated. Yeah. I mean, but the players have to also. Um, Acknowledge that, listen, if you want to be playing basketball right now, that these are the things you have to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, your union agreed to these things. Um, No matter how frustrating they may be, um, I mean, we have to, we all have to understand that um, if one player tests positive, as easy as it was for Rudy Gobert, you know, to shut down the NBA months ago or a year ago almost, um, the same thing can happen. But what I think what kind of, you know, confuses me is about that whole situation yesterday. Why wasn't the game postponed then? Yeah. I mean, you not only did you have him, you did, you allowed him to come back into the game. So that was, if KD was the, the questionable piece in that puzzle right there, you already let him enter the arena mm-hmm. and be with all the other players and then just say, hey, we're waiting then we'll let you know if you yeah. can go back in. Like, you should have just held him out. Yeah. KD should have been out of that game. Um, or the game should have been postponed. I mean, it was one of the two. Yeah. Um, but I, I really don't know. this. The, the, the protocol, it's definitely rubbing some players the wrong way, as we see on social media. Um, and I don't know if you saw Kevin Durant looked very, very upset yesterday after getting yeah. pulled. Um it's tough. It's it's really tough. But, I mean, some of these are things that we kind of have to do if we want to play sports. I mean, if we want to watch sports, we would have absolutely nothing to talk about if these guys were able to do um, really whatever they wanted, you know? Uh-huh. Um, That's true. So it, it sucks, but, you know, we just really have to wait and see. I think that um, – do you think that the protocols will get better over time? I mean, yeah, they'll eventually – you know, start to get back to normal and stuff like that. But I mean, as of right now, I, I you just, like as a player, you know, you're getting paid all this money to play, but you just have to understand the risks and you have to understand why you know, a mask is so important. And I think Kate, like if Katie wants to play, like he's got to follow everything. And, you know, like even, even if you're, even if you're in a car with like one other person, you still gotta, you know, wear your mask and stuff like that. 
if that's, I'm, that's the main thing. If I'm not mistaken, this is KD's third instance or second or third instance uh-huh. dealing with uh, COVID. Yeah. You know, something about the the contact tracing or something about close contact or, you know, this is KD has been significantly, you know, you know, out of the lineup and mm-hmm. it's made a significant impact on that team. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's there, he's extremely effective. Don't get me wrong. But if KD is out for seven days and you have three to four games in that seven day span, do you really, I mean, even with Harden, I mean, think about it. Although your team is at an advantage because you have Kyrie and James Harden on the floor, mm-hmm. you're also at a disadvantage because you can play a team that has great bigs. You know, if yeah. you think about, you know, we could think about a team like the Lakers. Yeah. Right? If you go ahead and play the Lakers without Kevin Durant, I mean, who's who's your center? Yeah. Who's going to stop Anthony Davis? I mean, who's going to stop Montrezl Harrell even mm-hmm. at that matter? Yeah. You know, so I think they're at a disadvantage when KD's off the floor you know, by all means. So I think there, KD, I don't know what's, you know, going on there, but I mean, he has to be able to stay on the floor. Um, and he, I think, you know, even if it's just as simple as you being around someone that, without a mask on, if you can avoid all of this by just simply having a mask on, I think that that's something that we should do, mm-hmm. you know, just make it easier on yourself, on your teammates. Think about it. As much as you hate being pulled out of a game, Think about if just wearing a mask was the difference. Mm-hmm. You would have been playing out that last game. You wouldn't have had to wait another week. Um, I don't know. Raises a lot of questions uh, for this protocol for me, though, too. So we'll just have to see how it goes on throughout the season, especially um, assuming that the pandemic gets better yeah. as the season goes on. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but this uh you know as we talk about postponing games and and delaying games and stuff um something comes to mind um you know especially with the kd incident actually yesterday you know just contact tracing alone what are your thoughts on the all-star game um the all-star game this year i mean i honestly think like all the protocols that are going on with the nba and like all the rules and everything they set up i think that the nba can do it uh, I'd like to see an all-star game this season. Um, but it's interesting to me that the players aren't like, they really don't want to do it. It's it's almost, it's, it, it, I mean, if anything, I feel like the players would be the ones that want to do it and the league would be the ones saying no. But I mean, LeBron's came out about it and LeBron, like LeBron's the face of the NBA when he talks, when he says that, you know, he doesn't think that's a good idea to have. Did you hear what Giannis game. said after Giannis too? Yeah. You know, like, responding. I mean, he said, LeBron's the big dog. Yeah. I mean, exactly. We're going to do what the big dog says, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, I think the All-Star game, for fans, it's something they want to see. I think for fans, it's something that we all want to see. The game's 24 best players, you know, on the same court. The question is not do we want to see it. It's do we need to see it. Mm -hmm. We want to see it. Yes, of course we want to see it. Uh, Fans are spoiled. Um, us included. I mean, we get to see an all-star game every single year. Uh, we get to see a three-point contest, a skills challenge, and a dunk contest every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to witness a Super Bowl every single year. We get to witness a World Series every year, uh, a Stanley Cup every year. I mean, sports fans are spoiled. Mm-hmm. And do we need this all-star game in the middle of a pandemic? I mean, we saw that the NFL opted to not do with a Pro Bowl. We saw that the MLB didn't. Uh, decide to go with an all-star game for their sport. Um, 
And honestly, I would probably say that at the time, MLB's All-Star game probably would have been things with COVID were kind of not as bad as they yeah. were right now. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I really, I don't know, man. I, I, I just think I would love to see an All-Star game. But is it the best option right now? No, I don't think so. And I understand why players say that. Players are probably, think about it, they're probably isolated in, especially when they're traveling. You know, they're isolated in the hotels. They want to just go home and be with their family for a week. You know, if they have a week off to kind of just do that. I think that's really what it is. You know, I think that's really what it is. If they can choose to not have an all-star game in the middle of a pandemic and just spend time with their families, I think they all would do that. And and I don't think that that's a bad thing to to question, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think that that's something that we should question. I mean, think about what these players did only just a couple of months ago playing in the bubble. I mean, they were there for, I don't even remember how long the bubble lasted, but it was a long time. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, from some point in July um, to September. Yeah. You know, so I yeah. mean, at least three months there. And you know, these players were isolated from their families the entire time. So I think we're, we ask a lot for these players. We're asking a lot of these players. So I think the all-star game doesn't necessarily have to happen. I think, Hey, let the players, let this, let it be like a league reset button. You know, any problems that they've had with contact tracing, um, any problems that they've had with player injuries, any players that they've had with, uh, you know, COVID, anything along those sorts, anything that can throw uh, the trajectory of the team, uh, you know, to a different side. I think that, you know, we should just, you know, use it as a as a reset button, let everyone get healthy, uh, make sure everyone is, is okay and good to play. Um, yeah. As far as COVID and, and contact tracing tests and stuff like that. Um, and then just kind of come back after that, you know, said all-star break and uh, finish out the season. I mean, we've seen the last couple of weeks, uh, as far as testing, there's been zero positive tests in the NBA. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Now the mixing of all these people uh, flying to Atlanta and being in Atlanta and mingling and talk, like we don't even allow that. How How is it going to feel like an all-star game? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's not going to feel like an all-star game. The all-star game is about, like personally for me, some of my favorite moments from like the dunk contest aren't the dunks. Yeah. It's the reactions. Yeah. Like think about it. What is more memorable from you? Uh, the dunk contest itself or the dunk that Dwayne or, or the meme that Dwayne Wade was after yeah, he yeah. gave everything a nine. Exactly. You know, he exactly. gave it a nine when yeah. it should have been a ten. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, a lot of the all-star game is based on interaction and, and, and feel. So it's yeah. like, if it's not going to feel the same way, if it's not going to be the same way between the players, especially if they're expressing, you know, no interest in it, why have it? It's, yeah. I feel like it would be a waste of time at that point. But That's true. Um, let's talk real quick about the NBA power rankings. Um, if you guys didn't already see it on our Instagram, make sure you guys give us a, a follow on our Instagram. Um, we are pretty active on there. We let you guys know what uh, we have up you know, updates on episodes. Um, we also post some, you know, you know, very interactive, you know, feeds, you know, we like to talk to our fans. We like to communicate. So make sure you guys reach out to us on figures of sport podcast, uh, 
on Instagram and, and we'll get back to you guys, you know, mm-hmm. say what's up, show some love and uh, we'll uh, definitely show you that we appreciate your support. So, yeah. Um, but in our top 10 power rankings, uh, when they came out, we had the Clippers at number one, the Sixers at number two, the Lakers at number three, the Nuggets at number four, the Jazz at number five. The Nets at six, Bucks at seven, Grizzlies at eight. Surprise there. Yeah. Uh, Boston Celtics at nine, and the Suns at ten. Um, out of those ten, top ten teams right there um, for this week's power rankings, which one surprised you the most? Well, do you read the Grizzlies? You say the Grizzlies? Uh, yeah, they were number eight. Grizzlies. Okay, so I'd I'd probably say the Grizzlies. Uh. You know, like we knew, like I think Ja, I think Ja Moran has kind of, uh, you know, secured secured position on that team. Where I mean, he's the guy, like he's he's the go-to guy, and he's shown his ability to score and his ability to play above the rim. Uh, and he's just an exciting player. Um, and like obviously, like you see what the Grizzlies are doing this season, and Ja Moran's right in the middle of all that. You know, like he's he's their guy, he's their number one. Uh, and I think I think the Grizzlies being in that position kind of. Uh, you know, even even makes even makes Morant's play you know more impressive uh, over like the course of the season. But I'd say you know like a lot of the other teams that are in that top ten. I feel like uh, you know we kind of expected to be doing as well as they're doing uh, at the beginning of the season. The Suns have a great team. I really like the Suns, and I think they uh, have they have the opportunity to upset some teams uh, come playoff time. Um, but yeah, I mean the Jazz are just playing out of their minds right now. The Jazz look really good. Uh, big winning streak they got going right now. Yeah, I mean they they they're won good. ten in a row. Yeah, they're good. They're so, really good. um, kind of a surprise there though. Yeah, you know, I I definitely did not expect them to be where they were. Yeah, or where they are right now. Uh, the power rankings when they came out, uh, they were I believe those were from February first. Today is the sixth. Um, so it's been a few days. So that the the overall records have changed, uh-huh. but. You know, the Jazz are 18 and 5. They're the best team in the West. They have the best record in the NBA. Um, I mean, they've won three games in a row right now. Um, they're nine and two in home at home, nine and three on the road. So, I mean, hey, they they've been playing really good basketball uh-huh. right now. And uh how long do you think they'll keep it rolling? I think they'll keep it rolling all year. I mean, I I ultimately don't see the Jazz getting past the Lakers, the Clippers. Um, but I mean, for them to have this hot of a start, like eighteen and five, is a solid record. You know, they're just beating, they're beating a lot of teams. But um, yeah, I mean, just when you look at that roster and you look at the depth they have, and they got a solid coaching staff, and I mean, it's all led by Donovan Mitchell, who's really one of the young stars of uh, the NBA right now. And Rudy Gobert is gonna be there for you defensively, and you know he's gonna grab a bunch of rebounds. County's gonna dish out assists. County's gonna dish out assists. Jordan Clarkson has been. Yeah, great good. for them this season. Really uh, probably one of the front runners for six man of the year, honestly. Yeah. Um, outside of the Jazz, um, as I think, I mean, personally for me, they're one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest surprises of the season so far. Um, I know we saw the Grizzlies in there, but the Grizzlies are only nine and nine. Uh-huh. Um, I think that that was a. Um, they're on a little skid, so I yeah, think the power rankings have been up. Yeah, yet. so since the power rankings have uh, came out. They've, uh, I think they've lost their last three games since uh-huh. those power rankings came out. Um, remember, they've had a lot of games postponed too. I, I feel like, yeah. Um, maybe not a lot, but at least 
three or four games uh-huh. for their for them have been postponed. So I mean, Utah's um, played twenty three and they've only played uh, eighteen. So. Yeah, so at least five games right there. The Lakers played 20, 24 games too. So uh-huh. um, it's there's been some postponements for them. They really, I mean, honestly, it's worked out in their favor though. Yeah, um, they haven't really had to play that many games without John Morant yep. either. So uh, it's kind of been a good thing for them, a blessing in disguise. But uh, the Grizzlies are probably the biggest surprise for me on that list. Yeah. Um, but outside of, of the Jazz, really, what's been who's been the biggest surprise to you, whether successfully or unsuccessfully so far for this season? I, I would have to go to the East looking at the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat have really struggled this yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, they're one of the worst teams in the East. They're eight and fourteen. Yeah, they're thirteenth in the East. Jimmy right now. Butler's been out, but Tyler Hero's been out. But I mean, still, like with like that, that like that team made the finals last season. And I, you can, you can, you could argue that they got better over the offseason, You know, I mean, they added. I believe they lost Jay Crowder. They lost, but Crowder. they added Avery Bradley, which is um, Avery Bradley's a great player. I really he's, like. He's him. he was a great pickup. I mean, yeah. he was a great addition for the Lakers during the regular oh, yeah. season. Uh, he started playing really good defense, but now Avery Bradley's out too, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the Heat have kind of just been hit with the injury bug this year. Um, I, I don't, you know, COVID, a lot of the COVID protocols for them too, I believe that's why Jimmy Butler missed um, two weeks. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, but even to start the season, Jimmy Butler, uh, he started off and then he got hurt early in the season too. So he's missed a lot of time. Yeah. Um, Bam Bam Adebayo though has been good for them, um, and really we've Tyler Hero has been good for them too, but he's been yeah. out of the lineup, so uh-huh. it, it's it's just been tough to kind of get that rhythm with that team. I think they'll bounce back. Um, I mean, right now though they do have a lot of scrappy teams ahead of them. Yeah, you know, I mean, if they're fighting for a a playoff spot, I mean, right now ahead of them they have the Hornets, the the Cavaliers, the Bulls, and the Magic, uh-huh. and I'll be completely honest with you. All of those teams are scrappy. Yeah. I mean, all of those teams are, I mean, they have their weaknesses, but I mean, they're scrappy teams. They're, they're teams that are getting, you know, big wins. Yeah. The Charlotte Hornets have beaten, um, have played in some great games. Yeah. Um, the Bulls have played some good games too. The Cavaliers, they beat the Nets twice, uh-huh. you know, with a fully loaded team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Magic, I mean, even without Markel Fultz, who's ha- been having a great year this season, um, you know, they lost him due to injury. Um, but the Magic, I mean, Nikola Vucevic just went for 43-19 and 19 the other day. Yeah. Uh, so Vucevic is a stud. Yeah, so. I think he's really underrated. He, he, look at him. He's extremely underrated. Um, I remember watching the Bulls broadcast of the game, actually, and uh, they had mentioned Vucevic. Actually, or was it ESPN? It was, it was somewhere. Or you know what? It might have been TNT. I, I don't remember. There's been a lot of NBA games this week. Um, yeah. But one of them was mentioning Vucevic, and, uh, you know, they, they were saying, hey, what if he gets traded to a contending team like Golden State? I mean, if, if Vucevic was on a team that's, that's contending for a playoff spot or a championship, you know, at that matter, um, I think he would finally get his recognition. Yeah. In Orlando, he's kind of he's kind of like the hidden gem of the Orlando Magic. So um, I'm sure they love keeping him their secret. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Heat are definitely one of the biggest surprises, in my opinion, as well. I, I think they'll bounce back, but, like I said, they have a tough road ahead of them. Yeah. Okay. they got to get that rhythm. They have to get that consistency back. Um, but I think we're going to see a better Heat team in the next few weeks. So, yeah. Um, outside of that, what are your thoughts so far in this NBA season? What have you liked? What have you not liked? Um, you know, 
taking a quick look at the standings. Um, the Sixers are 17 and 7, the best in the East. Um, after that, we got the Bucks at 15 and 8, and the Celtics at 12 and 9. Mm-hmm. Number four is the Brooklyn Nets at 14 and 11. Uh, the Pacers at 12 and 11, the Hawks at 11 and 12. The Knicks 11 and 13, and the Raptors 10 and 13, and then out in the West, um, a lot of a lot of double digit win teams here, um, you know, and and most of them are at 500, yeah. you know, which is the difference between the West and the East. Uh, Golden State is number eight at 12 and 11, Portland 12 and 10. They're still competing without CJ McCollum, man. Uh, Denver at 12 and 10, San Antonio a shocker in my opinion, 13 and 10. Uh, the Suns at 12 and nine at the on. Number four in the Western Conference, Clippers at seventeen and seven, the Lakers at eighteen and six, and the yeah. Jazz at eighteen and five. So, uh-huh. um, I mean, four you... through twelve in the East uh, in the West, four through twelve, it's only about two and a half game difference between yeah. the four spot and the twelve spot in the West, um, which is kind of which is which is kind of uh, fascinating to be honest. I mean, all the teams they're all, I mean, they're all playing each other, and I feel like they're kind of all playing straight up. I mean, honestly, out of the West, I don't really think that any other team other than either the Clippers or the Lakers. Um, is going to like make it out of that conference. I think it's going to be really hard to beat LeBron in the playoffs. Even though Utah Utah's looking great, and I mean they could they could they could take they could take the Lakers to seven games. But I just I still I, I still have a tough time thinking that anybody's going to beat you know AD and LeBron in the playoffs. But yeah, the East. I'm really uh, I'm really okay. The East. Um, Look at the East, and Philly's really out to a really good start. You know, at seventeen and seven, top of the conference. Uh, Joel Embiid's playing NBA basketball. Uh, I mean, honestly, he's one of the MVP candidates, one of the top MVP candidates. And I think, I think he, like right now, if he, you know, maintains his uh, what he's been doing, I think that he should win MVP this year. I mean, he's been automatic from three. You know, he's been dropping big, big games. Um, Obviously, you know, physical defense and everything like that. But I think Joel Embiid's hit, like, the improvements he's made on his three-point shot really separate him from kind of the rest of the pack. Uh, no, he's he's been, he's, he's been absolutely playing amazing basketball. Yeah, but, you know, one thing that I saw from Embiid in the last couple of games that um, did it, – it kind of worries me about this Philadelphia team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you remember the other game where he scored 31 at the half? Yeah. He scored six points in the second half. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you can attribute that to either really good defense on him or um, just a bad second-half performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that is the biggest problem with the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Uh, they don't know how to finish, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's just been their biggest problem for the last few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about that, going back two years ago to when Kawhi uh, was in – in uh, Toronto, mm-hmm. when they played the 76ers in that game seven, they should have closed that series out. Um, they had a chance to win that game, and they had a chance to win other games in that series um, and really close out that series, you know, not really give Toronto that chance. And, uh, you know, a few bounces later, Toronto moves on, and, uh, you know, they eventually become the champions. But the 76ers have really always had that problem. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll have to kind of wait and see to see how they pan out. But, I mean, Embiid is playing absolutely amazing basketball. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't even think we've gotten a three-point attempt from Ben Simmons yet. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it if it kind of, you know, my my biggest opinion on, on Philadelphia is that they are not going to win an NBA championship without 
Ben Simmons being a key factor. Yep. And Ben Simmons is not taking a step forward at all. Yep. In my personal opinion, I mean, hey, Ben Simmons is a great basketball player. Um, the things he can do on the on on the court are amazing, but you know he hasn't taken a step forward in his game, and he's been in the league for a few years already. Um, and that's just the biggest worry for the 76ers for me. I, I I think that no matter how good Joel Embiid plays, when it comes down to it, Ben Simmons has to be a a huge factor. I mean, if you think about it, look at look at how dominant AD was in in New Orleans yeah. by himself, right? But he couldn't do anything. And now you see with LeBron, I mean, right now the only comparable person to LeBron James is probably Ben Simmons based on on their play styles, right? Mm -hmm. If we're just looking at strictly play styles. But LeBron, by his fourth year in the NBA, had taken a step. You know, he was uh, shooting the ball maybe a little bit better, taking more shots. Ben Simmons is actually taking less shots this season. You know, he's being less effective offensively for his team. Um I don't know. Philly's been great, but I think Ben Simmons is the key to that team. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see how they, uh, you know, how they how they can continue to evolve. I mean, yeah. they're this is a team that can easily finish number one in the East. Uh, they have the tools. Uh, that team around them is is probably the best it's been mm -hmm. you know, in the last few years. So um, we really just have to wait and see how how you know they take the next step if they take the next step. Uh -huh. um, other than that, what have you liked most about this season? Um, well, I mean, I just really appreciate how the NBA's, you know, doing what they need to do to get these games played. Uh, it's been it's been a great season so far. Really fun to watch. Uh, a lot of close games, a lot of competitive games, um, and honestly, you just see a lot of guys playing really good basketball. You know, this season, um, and that was kind of a question mark. You know, coming off a short off season, uh, you know, no, not really any training camp or anything like that. I mean, a lot, a lot of guys were had a question mark on you know how how they're going to perform the season, but. I mean, the basketball games that we've seen so far have just been really fun to watch and really exciting. And, you know, I really hope that, you know, uh, everything keeps going as planned and that, uh, you know, they conclude the season without any issues. Yeah, no, that it's been great watching the NBA this season. Um, I, like I was saying before, I really hope that they take that, um, that all-star break and really kind of just use it as a league reset button, man. Let's get everybody healthy. Let's watch. Uh, all these teams kind of battle at, at full strength. You know, I'm mm -hmm. tired of seeing teams, uh, you know, having to postpone games because of, you know, contact tracing or health and safety protocols. Let's take that week off. Um, let's just reset. Let's get healthy. Um, let's get cleared to play. And let's just watch a, a great second half of the season. You know, um, if we can watch a second half of NBA season um, with no interruptions as far as players' health, and, 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 you know, as far as the protocols and everything that they have to go through because of COVID, um, that would be ideal. I think that's the, I think that's the goal. So, uh, we just have to wait and see what the NBA does. And, and, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that as soon as we find out about that news, you know, in the next week or so. So, Definitely. um, you know, thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay tuned. And, uh, you know, we got some, we got some Super Bowl talk. Yeah. And, uh, it's a good one. Stay tuned. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.